0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to
1: customers around the world.
0: Learn more at Microsoft.com slash teams.
1: Welcome to the Roto BFS podcast for May the eighteenth. It's a Wednesday. We got a full slate of games. I'm your host James Seltzer here with my co-host Benny Ricciardi. Benny, what's going on, brother? Hey, not too much. A uh, little bit,
2: a <clears throat> little bit breezy outside today, but starting to get nice out. Starting to be shorts weather, so I'm I'm pretty excited about it. We got the NBA, uh, you know, playoffs in full swing in the semifinals right now. We got baseball every day. Pretty good time of year to be a sports fan.
1: And Benny, it's a good time for a first time in a long time to be a Sixers fan because of another Ben. And I'm from Philadelphia, so a quick shout-out to my Sixers and potentially, hopefully, future Sixer Ben Simmons. So, Benny, you will then become my second favorite Ben. No offense.
2: I, you know what? Numb I'm although I hate to bust your bubble, but the, the talk that I'm hearing from everybody is they might be going Brandon Ingram.
1: Yeah, I heard that too. And it's possible they need a shooter in a big, big way, but I would be really surprised if you spent all this time tanking and doing all that stuff. And then you finally get the first pick for the first time and you pass up on the guy with the highest ceiling that, that would shock me, but it, I, I it's certainly on the table, but um hopefully they don't do that
2: yeah I mean you know what it's it'll be interesting to see how it works out I mean I actually had this discussion yesterday you know I know we're talking baseball today but I actually had this discussion yesterday with a couple of my buddies when we were watching a game and and watching the the, you know the lottery and all that You, you took Okafor you took Nerland's Noel you took Joel Embed they're basically all power forwards and you take Ingram For the most part, Ingram's probably kind of be listed as a power forward too. So you you just use four top three draft picks in the last four years on a power forward. I don't really think that's probably the best way to go about it. But (laughs) what do I know? You know, I mean, hey, you know the I've seen teams do crazier things before. So
1: yeah, no, and and I think that you know I think uh, Okafor could play center, Noel could play center if needed in the right situations and. It's you know, the league is changing. The thing about Simmons is Simmons can be a six ten point guard, which, you know, he could do that. He could play point guard for the Sixers, which is a, a big need for them. So it should be interesting, Benny. But either way, an exciting time for Sixers fans. And uh as we get to the slate, let's stick with Philly as we run down this slate here is the the first day of the game, a 105 start in Philadelphia as the Miami Marlins head into town. Righty Tom Kohler taking on righty Jeremy Hellickson, 110 start in Detroit as the Twins head into town. Ricky Alaska against Justin Verlander, another righty righty battle there. Uh, then a doubleheader in Kansas City as the Red Sox and Royals were rained out yesterday, um, or excuse me, two days ago. Uh, but uh, the, only one of the games will count. So that, remember the 215 game. So if you're playing the day slate, that's the game that'll count, and it's now. Baller Stephen Wright going up against Ian Kennedy. Uh, then the 3:35 game, a, tech, a Texas heading into Oakland uh, to take on the A's, coming off that. Uh Walk-off Grand Slam by Chris Davis last night. Uh, Martin Perez, the lefty, taking on lefty Rich Hill. Lefty-lefty matchup there. Uh, then we head to the the night slate at 7 o'clock start in New York uh, as we uh, we get to those night games, only four-day games, and then the rest night games. Uh, Gio Gonzalez, the lefty, taking on Bartolo Colon as the Nats take on the Mets. Uh, 7.05 start in uh, Baltimore as the Mariners head into town, coming off that 10 nothing romping last night. Uh, Taiwan Walker against Chris Tillman, a couple of righties who have pitched well of of late there. Uh, Atlanta heading into Pittsburgh at 7.05 as well. Uh, Julio Tehran taking on Francisco Liriano up and down this year, the lefty. Uh, and then we head into Cincinnati for a 7.10 start, a little interleague action. Oh, excuse me, 7.07 in Toronto. I almost skipped the Rays and, and Blue Jays. Um, those have been some pretty unexciting games so far as uh, – uh, Toronto has uh, been getting it taken to him. Uh, Jake Otorizzi taking on R.A. Dickey there. Uh, and then we head into uh, 7-10, as I mentioned, in Cincinnati as uh, uh, Cleveland Indians righty Mike Clevenger will make his major league debut, taking on Brandon in the lefty for the Reds. Uh, 8-10 start in Chicago as the White Sox host the Astros. Righty Doug Fister against righty Matt Latos. Uh, in Milwaukee, another 8-10 start as the Cubs head into town. John Lackey taking on Jimmy Nelson, a couple of righties there as well. Uh, same uh, a righty righty matchup in St. Louis as we have Chris Russon taking on Adam Wainwright, uh, and then three games to round out the night slate here in Arizona. 9:40 start as the Yankees head into town. Nathan Yovalli against Shelby Miller. The Yankees have a. Uh, have dropped a couple games out there in a row, uh, and then we head to Los Angeles for a 10:05 start. Mike Bolsinger taking on Nick Tropiano, a couple of righties there as well, uh, and then we round out the night with uh, potentially the best pitching matchup on a on a on a rough rough slate of pitching uh, as the Giants and Johnny Cueto take on lefty Drew Pomeranz and the Padres all right Benny a lot to get into a lot to run down let's bang these out uh, let's head to Philadelphia appropriately as we were just talking about as the Marlins head into town Tom Kohler against the uh, better than expected Jeremy Hellickson what are you seeing in this one Ben?
2: Yeah, yeah both sides of this game I want to look at left-handed bats that's where both of these guys kind of struggle you know Kohler hasn't been all that great so I really like Bell Herrera on top of that order and then there's another guy that I want to talk about. I don't know if he's definitely going to be in or not, but the Phillies called up this kid Tommy Joseph. He's the kind of their first baseman of the future. He's first base and/or catcher eligible, depending on what site you're playing on, and he's minimum price everywhere. And I actually talked about him yesterday. I said the kid's got some pop. If you look at his numbers from the minor league, you know they're expecting him to be a uh, you know a guy who. Profiles out as a big time home run hitter in the majors. So if you're still able to get this kid at minimum price, he's actually better against left handed pitching, but I still think I'd put him in play even against the righty because they're trying to get him some at bats. So I don't really love this Philly offense. They don't usually put up a lot of runs, but I think they are they are in a good spot here at home, good hitters ballpark, going up against a guy in Kohler who's you know kind of just a gas can at this point. So you can look at some of those Philly bats, and then even on the other side of this game, I like the lefties. I like Dietrich. I like Yelich. I like Boar going up against Helixson. Uh, You know, Stanton is always in play with his power. So. I think you can look at some of the guys on the other side of this game as well. It's not the highest expected total for an early game, but I do think there's definitely some interesting bats here that I'd want.
1: Yeah. I like the Tommy Joseph call hit his first major league home run last night, a rope shot down the line, right off the foul pole. Uh, Tommy Joseph was a catcher in the minors. looks like he's going to be first base. Now they've transitioned him, but, uh, actually came back to the Phillies in the Hunter Pence trade from the Giants. So uh, maybe they actually get something out of that. Uh, One other thing I'll mention, I think Jeremy Hellickson at 7,200 is, is somewhat interesting. I don't, love him but the price is strong and he's pitched pretty well for the most part outside of a couple bad outings and has has really done a good job with the strikeouts as well so you know a potential maybe contrarian play and some gpps all right benny let's move on to the 110 start in detroit uh ricky nolasco taking on justin verlander you gonna get some tigers in your lineup today benny Yo, I'm going to have a lot of Tigers in my lineup today. I mean,
2: Kinsler, JD, Miggy, you know, Martinez, Castellanos, you know, all those guys to me are definitely in play, guys that you should look at. You know, you'd probably want lefty bats to go up against Lesco I guess Victor Martinez is about the only one they have left right now. So that's a very right handed dominant lineup, but Nolesco's not really good. So I think you can stack up all those bats. I think they have the highest total of all the teams in the early game. So you definitely want some exposure to Detroit. On the other side of this game, though, I'm 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 a little conflicted. I mean, Justin Verlander has put up some really good starts lately. Kind of look like the Verlander of old. But this Minnesota team, which was off to a really slow start at the beginning of the year, is hitting a lot better. You know they got Joe Mauer on top of that order right now. Mauer's you know hit a home run yesterday. He's starting to get on base a little more. Uh, a guy like Eduardo Nunez or or Jorge Polanco in the two hole. They got you know some guys with a little bit of speed that can move runners. And then Miguel Sano and Young Ho Park are two guys that are going under owned, you know almost every day. And both of these guys have big upside. They both hit right handed pitching pretty well. So it doesn't matter if you got a righty or a lefty on the mound. I think both of them are in play. And then, you know, you got guys like Trevor Ploof and Brian Dozer who are now hitting in like the five and the six spot in that order. So this Minnesota team which struggled at the beginning of the year. I think they're a lot better offensively than they were. So. I don't think it's the softest spot in the world, but I do like Verlander because he has been very good lately.
1: Agree with pretty much everything you said, especially those Tigers, J.D. Martinez and Kinsler have both been white hot. Uh, I'll throw one more name in there, 2,500 on FanDuel, Salt to a nice little option there, 409 Woba against right handed pitching, at 393 ISO. So if he's in the lineup, obviously check the lineups. But if he's in the lineup for 2,500, I think you could do a lot worse than that day slate. All right, Benny, let's uh, move on to Kansas City at 215 start. The knuckleballer, Steven, right against Ian Kennedy. Right outside of a, a rough last outing has been outstanding this year. Do you see it continuing? You know, I mean, I I didn't think
2: he was going to be this good to begin with. I figured that he had some regression coming. I don't think he's as good as his numbers show he is right now, but he's definitely not as bad as he was in his last start. I mean, his last start was horrible. You know, Kansas City isn't that great of a hitting team this year. The only guy that I really like here, the only guy who you know kind of has some some upside, I think, against the knuckleballer is probably going to be Lorenzo kane I think he's one of the bats that I'd be the most Afraid of him and him and Hosmer are really the only two bats that that I'm kind of afraid of on Kansas City. On the other side of this game, I mean, up until his last start, Ian Kennedy was like Cy Kennedy for to you know for his first six starts (laughs) of the season. I mean, he was unbelievable. His ERA was under two. His WHIP was right around one. He was striking out close to a guy per inning. I think he got lit up in his last start. Now, correct. You know, again, he's another guy that I don't think he's as good as his early season numbers, but I don't think he's horrible either this Boston offense had been just absolutely on fire up until yesterday when you know your Ventura who for about a week and a half couldn't throw a strike you know pretty much dominated them for most of that game yesterday I still like these Boston Bats. I mean, guys like Betts have been hitting really well. Pedroya, you know, Xander Bogarts is on fire in the three-hole for them. David Ortiz against any right-handed pitcher, especially somebody who's been homer-prone in his career like Kennedy. Um, you know, Travis Shaw's been hitting right-handed pitching well. Hanley Ramirez is hitting well. I, I like these Boston Bats. I want to have some exposure to them. I think, to me, they're probably the second team I want exposure to in the early slate behind Detroit.
1: Yeah, and that adding Jackie Bradley Jr. there as well, obviously, has been – terrific and hits right handers as well as well all right benny uh let's oh and one more thing with right to keep in mind uh, that last outing it was raining out and with the knuckleball it really does a lot of times come down to that grip so uh, i don't know if he'll keep it up moving forward but i'm willing to give him a pass on that last outing all right benny let's move to oakland the last of the day slate 335 start couple of lefties martin perez taking on the uh surprisingly good rich hill what do you think benny
2: yeah, I actually really like Rich Hill in this start. Uh, he's going up against a team. He's been really tough on left-handed bats, and he's going up against a team that's very left-handed. I, I guess Oldora is suspended, so you probably won't get him in there. But you still got Mazzara, you still got Fielder, you still got uh, Moreland, who all hit up towards the top of the lineup there. You know the two right-handed bats they have that you would be worried about against Hill or Desmond and uh, you know Adrian Beltray. But Hill's got he he's got good strikeout stuff. He's been striking out a lot of batters this year, which it's something we love for fantasy because those strikeouts add up a lot of, you know, a lot of fantasy points for you. So, I do like Rich Hill. He's somebody I'm going to have exposure to. Not really looking at any of the bats over on that Texas team. Like I said, if I take anybody it'd be You know, if you're not taking Hill, I guess you can look at guys like Desmond and Beltran. The right-handers would probably be how I'd want to go after him. And then on the other side, Martin Perez is not a good pitcher, in my opinion. So I think you can kind of look at some of those bats on uh, on Oakland. You probably want the righties, guys like Danny Valencia, uh, Chris Davis, you know, maybe a a Coco Crisp or Billy Burns, you know, the switch hitters that hit up towards the top of that order. Uh, Those would be the guys who I'd want, you know, some exposure to if I am going up against uh, Perez today.
1: Yeah, Chris Davis, a a good name as well, obviously coming off that walk-off Grand Slam last night, has done a nice job against lefties, and Perez has obviously struggled against righties. Uh, One more thing to note there, Odor is appealing the suspension, so I have not heard anything about him dropping it or whatever, so there is a chance he'll be out there today until the suspension's heard and all that stuff, or until it's ratified, however you know how it works. But um. Either way, if he's out there, I think you're right. It's a solid matchup if he's out there. But I think you're leaning towards that Oakland side and trying to stay away from Rich Hill, especially in a light slate. All right, Benny, let's head to the night slate. We start off in NYC, or I should say Queens, really. Seven o'clock start as the New York Mets and big fat Bartolo Colon host Gio Gonzalez in the Nationals. Big game here in the uh and at least coming off the Mets win last night, 2 0 over Scherzer. How do you feel about this, Benny?
2: Yeah, I don't see a ton of offense here, but I'm not really loving the pitchers. You know, Bartolo, you want to attack him with lefties, so. You know, Bryce Harper and his 473, Woba 350 ISO, um, definitely somebody that's in play. I really like Daniel Murphy, too, because Murphy's up into the four spot in that order now. So if they're going to walk Harper, Murphy gets up with runners on base basically every time he gets up at this point. So should have some RBI opportunities, and, you know, he does hit well against right-handed pitching. For the Mets, I don't think they really match up very well with Gio Gonzalez. You know, you got a lot of left-handed bats in that lineup. Gio's pretty tough on lefties. You know, David Wright being one of the biggest right-handed bats would probably be somebody you can look at. You know, Cespedes is righty, but he actually does better in righty-on-righty situations. That's where his splits are actually the best. So I guess he's a viable option, but outside of those two, I mean, there's not much here that I really want to target. So I think I like pitching in this game a lot more than I like the
1: hitters. I agree. One thing to note, David Wright uh, was having some issues. I'm not sure if it was the back or, or whatnot, but he did sit out a game. So there's a chance. Pay attention to the lineups. Wright is one of those guys who's in and out of the lineup. So uh, I agree, though, Benny. I think despite the the pitching not necessarily jumping off the page, there's not a lot to like hating-wise. And I think we saw, granted, with Scherzer and Syndergaard going last night. Um, but neither of these offenses has been particularly great, so uh, I I think there's better options on the board. Speaking of which, Benny, let's move on to the 7.05 start in Baltimore, potentially some better options here, and and some some good pitching, actually. Uh, Guys who've who've kind of stepped up a little bit as the Mariners take on the Orioles, Taiwan Walker against Chris Tillman. Are you going more pitching or hitting here, Benny?
2: Yeah, I I actually am trying not to pick on either one of these pitchers all that much because they have been a little better, but there are some guys who really stand out to me. Uh, Robinson Cano going up against Tillman is one of those guys. 369 Woba since the start of 2015, 207 ISO, and he has 14 hits and 31 at-bats against Tillman with two home runs. Mm -hmm. Now, whether you like BVP or not, 31 at-bats is a... A decent sample size to draw some conclusions, especially when a guy has fourteen hits and thirty one at bats. so he's basically hitting five hundred almost against Tillman in his career with two home runs, so Cano is definitely somebody I want to have some exposure to, and then on the other side, Taiwan Walker has been much worse in his career on the road than he is at home, so in a, a home run hitters ballpark like Baltimore, I think you can look at some of the home run guys on uh you know on the Orioles, the two guys that stand out most to me. Chris Davis, 412 Woba, 343 ISO score. You know, huge power against right-handed pitching, especially at home in Baltimore. And then the other guy is Manny Machado, 396 Woba, 258. He actually hits better in righty-on-righty matchups as well. So both of those guys have the power to take Walker deep, and I think I like both of them here today.
1: I can see that. I will say also, though, I think Chris Tillman at 7,900 is one of the best pitching values on the night slate. He's been... Horrific lately, like you know, you you don't even realize how good. But you know, seven shutout innings his last start, seven Ks, six and a third, three runs, seven Ks, seven innings, one run, nine Ks, six and two thirds, no runs, nine Ks. You know, he's been really good lately, and and the Ks have been there. Seattle better against righties, but not necessarily an an outstanding lineup that's going to blow you away. So. Uh, granted I'm saying that after they put up a 10 spot last night, but I, uh, I still think Til- Tillman for that price is, is a nice kind of under the radar play today as well. All right, Benny, let's move on to the other seven Oh five start in Pittsburgh as Julio Tehran heads in with his Braves to take on the lefty Francisco Liriano, uh, Liriano against the Braves would seem like a great start today. Uh, a little expensive at a uh, ten thousand on Fandor. Are you leaning that way? Yeah, I
2: mean you have to look in his way just because this Braves offense is so bad. If you look through the numbers like like we do on a daily basis, this offense statistically might be one of the worst that I've ever looked at in my you know years of doing this. Their WRC plus is like in the forties. I mean their WOBA is like you know, 0. .050. I think they have, like, four home runs on the season. We're, like, a it's month a, and it's a half. I think
3: it's
1: nine right now, oh, but is it's it? still okay. epically yeah. bad. I mean, you know, the, like,
2: their numbers are not only some of the worst numbers I've seen this year. They're, like, literally some of the worst numbers I've seen in the in the, in the the decade that I've been looking through this stuff and really digging into it. So, you know, I, I have no problem rolling Liriano out there again. I mean, there's just not anything – you know that really scares me. I mean, he has actually struggled a little bit with right-handed bats this year. They're hitting 275 against them and eight home runs and only 30 innings pitched. But like I said, I mean, you know, can you pick out which guy on Atlanta is going to tag him? Because I can't. This offense is just that bad. And then on the other side, um, against Tehran, left-handed bats are the way you want to go after him. So. I really like Gregory Polanco today. They moved him up into the three hole. He's been hitting the ball. He's been stealing bases. He's been scoring runs. He's been driving in runs. Um, he's one of my favorite plays on the day today. I definitely am gonna have exposure to him. I don't think is a bad play either. And then um, McCutcheon is 370 Woba, 199 ISO against right-handed pitching. And and he's 5 for 12 lifetime with two home runs against Tehran as well. So he obviously sees the ball well off him. I think all three of those guys are in play. I'm, I'm not a fan of Tehran at all. I think you can target some bats against him.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. I will say Tehran has been much better over his last few starts than earlier in the season. But... Not the best matchup, and, and I think Liriano even for ten k against this offense with that strikeout upside is a, is a play you can make today. All right, Benny, let's move on to Toronto seven oh seven start as the Rays head into town. Jake Odorizzi taking on a, a two knuckleballers going today. All right, Dickey on the hill. What do you think, Ben?
2: You know, I know, I know that this um you know Toronto offense is one that's known as being pretty good, but they have just really, really been bad lately. I think. You know, Odorizzi, I don't know if I'm really looking to use him. He's a guy who usually gives up a higher average to right-handed bats, so with all the righties on this Blue Jays team, he might have a, a struggling start today. Looking at the other side, too, with R.A. Dickey, I mean, normally I like to look at BVP against Dickey because I think the knuckleball is something that, you know, is a different animal, so you can't really look at the, the normal stats that we look at, the you know, the Wobas and the Isos against handedness and all that. Guys like Steven Souza is really the only one who stands out. He's been three for eight against Dickey with the home run. Uh, you know, Longoria hasn't really hit him all that well. Geyer hasn't hit him all that well. Nobody else in that team has really put up good numbers against him. So I think this is just going to be kind of an ugly game. I actually like the Toronto bats a little bit more than I like the Tampa Bay bats, but I don't really want a lot of exposure here at all, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it, which is funny, too, because those raised bats have put up, what, 20-something runs over the last two days, white-hot um, but I'm with you. It doesn't seem like the best matchup, but all right, Dickie is just, you know, he's one of those guys with the knuckleball. If it's not there, he's just going to get pounded. So I certainly think it might be uh, worth throwing a, a raise stack or two into a lineup. If you look at all the winners from the big contest yesterday's, it was the guys who had the Steve Pierces and the, you know, those raise stacks going. So um, certainly, something to consider with the way those bats have been going. All right, Benny. The last uh, of the seven o'clock hour starts a seven ten start in Cincinnati as the Indians head into town. Uh, Brandon Finnegan, the lefty for the Reds, taking on an MLB debut and right-hander Mike Clevenger. Uh, what do you think about this? Is Clevenger someone you're going to be going up against, Benny? Despite the Reds not having the best of bats.
2: You know, in AAA, his numbers were really good. Right-handed bats were only hitting 214 against him. He gave up four home runs in 88 innings, and left-handed bats were only hitting 223 against him with four home runs in 69 innings. So he actually profiles as a guy who should be a pretty good major league pitcher, like a you know a, a two or three um, starter on a team eventually. You know, obviously not now making his first start, but you know down the road. So. I mean, I guess the only guy I really would look to take against him would be like a Joey Votto, or maybe an Adam Duvall, too. He's been hitting the ball really well for Cincinnati, so those would be the two guys I'd look at. And then Finnegan, on the other side, has actually given up a low batting average to both right and left-handed batters, but he has gotten tagged for a bunch of home runs by right-handed bats. So maybe a right-handed power bat, maybe a guy like Santana or a guy like Napoli would probably be the guys that you want to look at, but you know, in Cincinnati, at home run hitters park, I could see one of them taking them yard, but I don't know if I really want to stack up either one of these teams against the other one.
1: I feel very similarly, Napoli at 3,300, a nice little play there. I'm, I'm thinking more towards the stay away, and uh, Clevenger not even available on uh, FanDuel, so that's how new he is. Um, uh, yeah, so maybe they will add him at some point, but as of right now, looking at the FanDuel you know, the FanDuel breakdown of, of the night slate there. Um, he is not on the list, so uh, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Benny, before we get in the eight o'clock starts, a reminder that MLB season is here, and that means that fantasy daily fantasy baseball is back. Go to fanDuel.com. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just one dollar and anyone can play. That means Anyone, get your mother involved, your father, your kids, your family, everyone's playing it's a great thing to, to have fun and talk to people about it and it's a new season every day it's it's just the best join over 1 million other users who've already won money it's never too late to join come play with me every day over at FanDuel.com so go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right hand corner and use my code RWPOD to sign up now special offer for new users get a free 6 month RotoWire subscription with a $25 deposit you must sign up Sign up with my promo code, RWPOD. That's over $60 in value for just $25. Don't forget my code, RWPOD, to get that insane deal. That's Fanduel.com, where every day is a new season. That's Fanduel, F A N D U E L. Dot com sign up today all right benny let's get to these eight o'clock starts 8 10 in chicago as the white Sox host the astros a couple of righties on the hill doug fister versus uh, matt latos who's been better than expected for the most part this season uh what are you thinking here benny
2: you know i actually think that this is going to be a lower scoring game you know fister you really want to attack with left-handed bats other than adam eaton there's not a lot of lefties on this chicago team you know, Eaton's a solid play. I mean, righties have done okay against Pfister, so I guess maybe a Brayu who's good in righty on righty situations. And then on the other side, like you said, Latos has actually been pretty good. Uh, left-handed bats is usually how you want to attack him, but I'm not a huge fan of, you know, Val Blaina and Colby Rasmus and Jason Castro. I mean, those are the left-handed bats that we'd be talking about on Houston. You know, he's actually been pretty solid against righties. The only guy who really stands out, You know, right-handed bat numbers-wise lately has been Correa, uh, 366 Woba, 214 ISO. I mean, you know, Altuve's been hitting really well, but we usually like him against lefties, and that price is getting a little expensive for me. So I'm kind of staying away from almost all the bats in this game. Definitely not a place that I have a a heavy exposure to.
1: Yeah, which is funny, too, because you really want to try and get in on Doug Fister when you can, but uh, there is just not a lot to like and when you look at the pricing. Not a lot of great deals in this game either, so I have a very similar take there. All right, Benny, let's move on. The other 8-10 start in Milwaukee as the Cubs head into town. John Lackey taking on Jimmy Nelson. The Cubs actually got beat last night, which is, which is rare these days, Benny. What do you see happening today? Feet. They almost got no hit. They were getting no hit through the Seven seventh inning. Innings. I was sitting,
2: you know, I was sitting with all this cheap pitching and a Cubstack stack, thinking I was being <laughs> contrarian when everybody paying up for Kershaw. I'm like, ah, oh, they're gonna score ten runs and I'm gonna win all the money. So, needless to say, that didn't happen last night. <laughs> but I mean, I, I would have to guess against Jimmy Nelson. You want to look at left-handed bats, so Rizzo's probably in the, you know, a, a top play today. He's somebody I always like. Milwaukee's a great hitters park, so he's probably going to be up there as. You know, one of the guys with the lowest prop to hit a home run tomorrow. Uh, I guess you can look at Fowler, Zobrist, Hayward, you know, all those left-handed bats make some sense to me against Nelson. Nelson struggled mightily with left-handed bats last year. So, you know, that would be the way I'd go after him. And I actually really like John Lackey on the other side of this game. I mean, he's been pretty solid this year. His whip is like .97 on the season. And he's very tough on right-handed bats. You look at this Milwaukee lineup, you know, it's basically all right-handed bats with the exception of, what, Scooter Gennett. and then, uh, you know, Alex Presley when he makes his spot starts and hits home runs at minimum price. But, you know, other than that, not that I'm bitter or anything, but yeah, other than that, that I mean... You know, there's not much else to really look at here. So I like Lackey, and I like the lefties on Chicago.
1: Yeah, one other lefty to mention, but is an interesting based on the price. Jason Hayward at 3,400 a nice price for that night slate, and hit his first home run of the season if you can believe it last night. So maybe, maybe there's a hot streak coming if Dang.
2: he gets going too with every other bat they have in that lineup. Oh my god!
1: Can you imagine? There's no holes.
2: Yeah, and, and what are they like plus 100 and run scored or yeah. something already oh, yeah. in like a month and a half something Over ridiculous plus like 100. that. Yeah, yeah, that's insane.
1: Dude, it's uh if you go through they have uh I was just looking at it. They have the second highest run differential ever to this point in the season and like all the five teams that were over 100 at this point in the season like four of them won the world series and the other one lost in the world series so all the indicators are very good for this cubs team moving forward
2: i'm gonna be in vegas in two weeks i'm gonna i'm gonna have to take them to win the uh the nl and then have to put a little uh you know world series bet on them too
1: just because it's fun right
2: and they also have that arietta guy he's pretty good
1: who Jake Arietta. he's pretty good yeah you know yeah no I trust the, the, me, the guy that
2: wears the onesie pajamas after he throws no hitter.
1: yes that also the guy who basically single-handedly won me my two biggest season long leagues last year just all alone so I love me some Jake Arrieta all right Benny let's uh, get to that 815 start out in St. Louis Chris Russon and the Rockies taking on Adam Wainwright Wainwright has not looked great yet this year what are you thinking about this one
2: yeah, I took him in one of my season long drafts. You can be honest, he looks horrible right now. So, you know, he's given up four or five runs a game. So, yeah, you know, Cargo, Arenado, definitely guys that I like. I'm probably not going to go too crazy because the game is in St. Louis. If it was in Colorado, I would have stacks of, of the Rockies, you know, left and right. But, you know, Cargo has been struggling a little bit lately, but he does hit right handed pitching well. You know, Arenado, good in righty on righty spots. Those, those are my two favorites. And then on the other side against Rustin, you know, this St. Louis team actually, last year they did not hit left-handed pitching all that great. One guy they have this year that hits lefties very well is Steven Piscotti. So I think he's definitely somebody I want to have some exposure to. But outside of him, I don't know how much else I want. I mean, maybe Holiday if he's in there. You know, you can always look at uh, as Diaz as your shortstop. You know, he's usually pretty cheap. He's been solid. You know, that's probably it, though, as far as bats.
1: Yeah, and I had said before L- Russin was a righty. He is a lefty. Thank you for <laughs> correcting me there. Um, Holiday at 2600 is a nice play he has been batting third in the lineup and hit or miss but uh, you know not no pun intended but I think for that price nice little play there but uh, but I agree I think you're leaning more bats in this game than the pitching all right Benny the last of the 815 starts uh, in Kansas City as I mentioned before uh, double header in Kansas City with the Red Sox so this game is only available on the night slate if you're playing the main slate it will be that Stephen Wright versus Ian Kennedy matchup but if you Do play the main night slate, excuse me, the all day slate. The main slate is actually the night slate on FanDuel. So if you're playing the night slate, uh, you will get this game, and that's David Price taking on Ed Volquez. Uh, which way are you leaning in this one, Betty? You
2: know, I actually like Price. He's been, he's had some really, really good starts and some like absolutely horrible negative number kind of starts this year, but I think he's in for a pretty good game here. The only bat that I'm worried about on the other side against him is Lorenzo Kane. 409 wOBA against lefties, 238 ISO. Four of eleven lifetime against Price with a home run, so he's somebody to be concerned with. But I think Price will handle the rest of this lineup pretty well. And they've been—they haven't been as tough as they were last year. Like last year, you would think you were crazy if somebody told you they were taking bat. They were taking a pitcher against Kansas City because they didn't strike out a lot and they—they they just kind of single and double you to death. They take pitches. You know, guys rarely deep pitch into pitch deep into the game against them last year. It hasn't really been that way this year with Mustacos out and a couple other guys moved around. You know, this lineup's a little bit weaker. Um, on the other side against Volquez, I mean, you know, I know that Ventura shut this, shut this offense down. But if you look at, like, the five games before that, they were putting up double-digit run totals in, like, every one of those games. They were averaging, like, 12 runs a game or something crazy like that for the entire week before that game against Ventura. So I still think this offense can hit. I like the lefties. I like Ortiz. I like Shaw. You know, Volquez has actually given up a higher batting average to righties the last couple years. So, you know, Pedroia, Betts, um, you know, Hanley Ramirez, like you said before, Jackie Bradley Jr., I mean – there's just so much offense in this lineup that I think you can definitely stack up the, uh, you know, the Red Sox. I don't know how many of them I like as one-offs, but this is a team that I, you know, have had a stack of in, a, in at least a small-dollar tournament every day. And for the last week, it's paid off pretty well.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much 100% with you. It's hard to pass up on these Boston bats, especially when they're going twice in a day. You pass up on the day and the night slate. It's a risky, risky move. Uh, One other name to keep uh, an eye on who's been playing a little bit lately. And and with a doubleheader, you can always get some different lineups between the two games. So make sure you check the lineups. But Josh Rutledge at 2,500. Nice cheap kind of upside play has been putting up some numbers. It's basically if you can find guys who are starting in that offense for cheap, there's a good chance they're going to put up some counting stats just because of how good that offense is. So uh, kind of a nice under-the-radar type play there. All right, Benny, let's round it out. we got three night games left here, 940 in Arizona. Nathan Evaldi heading in to take on Shelby Miller as your Yankees take on the D-backs. Both of these pitchers have really underperformed, especially Miller has been terrible. Uh, What do you think? Are you taking some bats here?
2: Yeah, I like uh, I like Lamb going up against Iavaldi. He's really struggled with left-handed bats. Uh, Lamb's bat and cleanup is pretty much the only left-handed bat I like towards the top of that order. Uh, also like Goldschmidt, obviously, every day, even in righty-on-righty matchups, 400 Woba, 245 ISO. So those two guys are in play in Arizona. For the Yankees, I think you either stack them up or you don't play them at all because, you know, I'm not going to sit here and try to pick and choose which of these guys are going to light them up. Shelby Miller's been horrible. He's been getting shelled by right and left-handed bats this year. So, you know, I think the way to play this is kind of stack up the Yankees. If you're gonna if you're gonna play this game at all, I think you take like, you know, two or three different stacks of the Yankees, where you put like, you know, three or four of Ellsbury, Gardner, Beltron, who's probably my favorite player of them all. You know, I guess Tex, even though he's been struggling and McCann, you know, you throw in like a like a Starling Castro here and there on one or two of them because he's been hitting pretty well from the right side this year. Um, You know, that's the way that I'd be looking to play this game because Miller has been getting lit up, especially at home in Arizona where he's been horrible.
1: I would actually I agree with that, but I think you could also do the same thing on the other side and do some mini Diamondback stats. They've been putting up some runs, especially against this Yankees lineup. Uh, one other name, you mentioned Jake Lamb, who I love. Uh, his price has been steadily creeping up. I think it was at like 2800 a few days ago. Now he's up to 3400 on FanDuel, so uh, they're recognizing it, but um, another guy whose price has been creeping up, and I always love the guys who are available at catcher but don't play catcher, is Chris Herman. Yeah, 3000 lefty batter, has hit righties well. I think that's another nice play there.
2: Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I like Herman, especially it's a nice little combination they have there now with Herman that you can play as a catcher eligible guy when they play a right-handed pitcher then you know Castillo who's still smashing lefties when they play a left-handed pitcher
1: exactly and Castillo only at 3,002 so you know as maybe a contrarian play somewhere he's always got that pop maybe he gets a lefty reliever later in the game all right Benny let's round it out two night games left 10.05 start in Los Angeles Mike Bolsinger making his first start of the season off at of the DL apparently will be limited to 80 pitches. So be careful about putting him in your lineup as a contrarian play. Uh taking on Nick Tropiano, who's been, you know, hit or miss but better than expected. Where are you leaning here?
2: Yeah, Tropiano's been a, a high K guy, but he's also given up like a two seventy batting average to lefties and righties. Uh Seeger's the, the bat that I like the most that I've been using um uh, going up against Tropiano just because he's shortstop eligible and it's a weak position and you know he's been heating up lately so he he's a good option at shortstop if you're looking for it probably wouldn't stack up these Dodgers bats though. And then on the other side, you know, Bolsinger, you usually want left-handers. The only left-hander that is really of note on the on the Angels, I guess, is Cole Calhoun, and he hasn't been having a great year. So, really, the only guy I'm looking at or ever really look at on the Angels is pretty much Mike Trout. You know, four eleven wOBA, two eighty nine ISO, ready on righty situations, and you know, he's a stud. <laughs>
1: Nothing else to say. Totally agree. I
2: mean, if you don't know that he's a stud, then you probably shouldn't be putting money on the line playing DFS baseball. Agreed,
1: yeah. Just take your money out of your account and go home. Um, but I also love the Corey Seager play. He's been white hot. I think he's got three homers in the last couple games, or last three games. And uh, for 4100 it's not cheap but I might like him more than Bogarts or Story or a couple of those top guys on the board. So, nice play there. All right, Benny, let's round it out. End of the evening. The best pitching matchup of the evening on an ugly day of pitching as the Giants head into San Diego. Johnny Cueto against Drew Pomerantz. What do you think about this one, Ben?
2: You know, I mean, I like both of these guys on the mound. I'm not definitely not taking any bats on San Diego. You know, Cueto pitched against them at the end of April, had a complete game. 11 strikeouts, I think, 7 hits, 1 walk or something like that. So, you know, I think Cueto's in a really good spot. My problem with him is $11,000 is a little pricey. Exactly. Um, But, again, I mean, I think he's going to put up a really good game. And then Pomerantz, 1.80 ERA this year, 1.08 whip, 51 strikeouts and 40 innings. Those are elite, elite numbers. So he's been very good as well. I think he has a tougher matchup against this uh, San Francisco, um, you know, offense. I don't think he's going to get the run support, so he's not in line for a win. And he is $2,000 cheaper. I think that he might have as good, if not a better stat line than Cueto. But if he gives up a run or two and San Diego can't score a run or two for him, I don't think he gets the win. So he's going to be a little bit less on points and he's a little bit less in money. So I don't know. I've been, I'm honestly, as you can see, I've been having it's all about the pitching for me in this game. And I've actually been debating between these two guys all morning, and I still don't really have an answer one way or another which way I want to go, but I do like them both a lot.
1: I feel the same way. I'm, I'm kind of staying away from the hitting. Uh, maybe a couple righty bats on the Giants. Maybe you consider, you know, a Posey or a Pence, but for the prices, I think you're just going to find better deals. And Cueto, I agree, it's too expensive, but he could... You know, when you look at the list, he probably will be the best pitcher of the day based on the matchup of the numbers. So maybe a nice cash game play or or whatever. But I, I like Pomerantz at nine thousand. I think that's a, a nice play. And and if he if these numbers are real, he's not going to cost nine thousand. Uh, you know, when there's a, a night slate this small or or whatever for that long. So um, I, I think both are solid plays um and benny that's gonna do it that was fun we got uh benny and i'll be back with you tomorrow uh we will keep the basketball talk to a minimum that was just for today i don't <laughs> know it, dep- it depends what happens to tonight in the game and there we we'll go how about those calves man Whew, that wasn't even fair so that's gonna do it for benny and i we will be back with you tomorrow with the rotowire dfs podcast for thursday this has been the may 18th wednesday edition Of the Rotowire DFS podcast. For Benny Ricciardi, I am James Seltzer. Good luck today. Go win some money.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance.